Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's uh, Wednesday, August 24th, 93 degrees outside. It's a nice day today. I'm Jack Riggins, the host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. It's our favorite day of the week. Whatever Wednesday, this is where the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline is open, 402-479-1400. Also, the Rick Stein Recognition Text Line, same number, 402-479-1400. Uh, love to hear your thoughts, Lincoln, Lancaster County, Western Nebraska, because I know our audience has been growing out there uh, via the KLIN 1400 AM app. Um, you can always go download that app on all the major app um, uh, develop not developers uh, sites. I always say the iTunes Store, but there's Google and Android and that stuff. Um, so yeah, go check us out there, um, and you can listen anywhere in the world. Otherwise, you've got to be on 1400 AM or 99.3 FM. Um, so, Rex, uh, like I said, whatever Wednesday, most of you that listen to the show should know the deal. There's always a lot going on in the world and here. Um, and, yeah, I figured uh, via the text line and figured just looking at stories that debt forgiveness uh, would be a topic. I know uh, maybe we'll get to Senator Sass's statement. Um, obviously not in favor of it, but... Let's see what the text line says. Here we go. Scott on the text line here, the Rex Stein Recognition Hotline. What do you think about President Biden and his loan forgiveness actions announced today? Um, also, he's just given a shout out to the city council. Um, he wants to thank Scott, that is, the city council for approving ordinance changes for the Oxford House. All right, Scott. Um what do I think about President Biden and his loan forgiveness plan? So without we've talked about this a lot. As a matter of fact, I know Johnny and I on air have talked about it as this over the last year has developed. Um I guess depending on the numbers and the headlines, what's interesting, right, is I suspect most people are going to look at the numbers. I mean, I'm staring at I think three hundred billion right now as a headline right on fox um you know headlines obviously from fox against um top universities sitting on 200 billion in endowments while taxpayers foot the bill for biden student debt handout okay so i am not going to talk about the numbers because numbers to me (laughs) um and what seems to be, at least in my lifetime, the U.S. government as a whole's ability to find, make, come up with, whether it be for defense or bailouts or social programs or anything, basically, money, seems to be unending. So, to me, Scott, the um, the whole point goes back to the second and third order effects of giving out essentially something for free. And it's a little bit philosophy. It's a little bit the way, right, I was raised and and look at it, okay? So, number one, I don't believe that there should be a student loan handout, a bailout that taxpayers should have to pay. I don't believe that whatsoever. I think that 
there are a lot of dangerous second and third order effects that could come from this. So, that's my first point. Number two. The entire society of America, up to this point, has repaid their student loans, meaning that they wanted to go to college, they wanted to go to universities for higher education degrees or technical schools, because I'm not exactly sure what this is covering, but they wanted to go beyond and further their personal development. And in doing so, some could earn scholarships, keyword earned, you know, through academics, through work study. Well, work study, you know, is, is a way of working it off, but there's plans for that, right? And then, you know, athletics is a common one, but there's all kinds of scholarships that are earned to help pay for higher education or even training. Then other people need to take out loans and the U.S. government for many, 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 many hundreds of thousands, if not millions, has had a program that's been very fair um, in a low interest rate that people have paid off, all the way from doctors and lawyers who have expensive schools, you know, down to state school people where state schools are generally cheaper, and all in between. And we have paid those off. I have paid those off. I had a United States Navy ROTC scholarship. It covered my tuition. I was not fluent enough, my family, to cover the cost of living in college, and so I used loans to cover the cost of livings for my time at the University of Nebraska. I think that's very common for people, and then, of course, some people have the larger, you know, both tuition and cost of living. And I was able to pay mine back because I got a job right away in the United States Navy. My education, my track to higher education was to lead to a job and mine was of course united states naval officer and so as soon as i graduated i was commissioned i got a paycheck i got an insurance plan got a medical plan and you know i had a paycheck and i started paying off that loan and so that's what i did so i earned everything that i got in college okay I worked for that. I got it done. I knew that I needed loans, so I went and agreed to those loans. Right? So that's honor. That's truth in lending, as some banks say. And then in a society that does work on a lot of loans, whether it be a home loan, a car loan, a, hey, I'm in trouble, I need a bailout loan, um, whatever, whether you get it from a bank, your parents, Whatever the interest rates are, credit card, right? We do the same thing with credit cards. It's a loan. Um, I paid that off. I was proud of that. I was proud of the forward progress that I was making. So I think that there is a, by far, right now, as it sits today, a lot more Americans, probably whoever has experienced that in the 90 percentile, 90% have lived through that. And now, those same people who lived through that, okay, so I paid back my student loans. Let's just use the single-person case. I just paid back mine. I went out and became a successful um, citizen of the United States, you know, for my family and all of that. And now, the U.S. government is asking me 
to pay for other students. Plain and simple. I'm a successful person. I earned it. In all the loans I had, I paid them off. I got scholarships. I moved forward. And I have a pretty nice life as a 47-year-old retired naval officer who does radio part-time. And now my government said, now, yeah, that's nice, Jack, but let's go ahead and now you need to pay for all the other students. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. Now, will it be paid? Sure, it'll be paid some way. I mean, I'm not going to go into the details. I don't know, but it says that it's going to be part of our taxes. So um, how in the world can that be good? So you could look at it this way. I feel that I'm being now double taxed for education, that I've already paid off and I've already earned. So that's my view as an American, personal. I've said that many times before. It's I don't know how this is positive in the long run. When I talk about earlier, the second and third order effects, does that mean and will it give a short-time boost to students right now that are just kind of in the transition period of finding a stable job and being able to pay back their loans? No doubt about it, right? No doubt about it. I bet that somebody who is in transition right now from and, and can relieve that debt, that is going to help them right now, right, over the next year or two until they get up on their feet. How could it not? <laughs> How could it not? But how much of that starts to creep as we go forward year after year and into the workplace where in the workplace that is not the dynamic that is in America that we just give things right you have to earn your keep in the workplace if you don't produce for your company your job you get replaced in most places you have to earn and you oftentimes start at the bottom of the pyramid and you work your way up to wherever right and if you can't perform your duties right? Eventually you get replaced, right? And if you don't continue your education and development, you get replaced by somebody who is doing that better and faster and producing, so to speak, more in our current system. So the chance of entitlement and, you know, somebody will be there looking out for me um, is on the increase. At what point in time will that hit kind of mass society i don't know but that's a second order effect that could be dangerous for a society like ours entitlement and you know oh well you know somebody will always be there for me that's not the world i grew up in that's not the america i grew up in i grew up in you have to you have freedom and that's great and the government's a big part of providing that and defending that but other than that get out of my way right you know safety and security sure but other than that they're they're not there to buy you a house. They're not there to bail you out if you can't make the payments on your house or your car. Um, but we've just set that standard. So, you know, that's kind of my thoughts. Dakota, he's got a uh, couple other thoughts on the text line. Um, before we hear about any negative, sorry, Dakota, I didn't read it until now. I usually take a text one at a time because I'm not too sharp a guy. Um before we hear about loan forgiveness, it's only fair that we point out the average PPP loan forgiven was 92K, and those PPP loans went to business owners. Okay, 
Um, now, again, bailouts, I've talked about that. I've talked about like the 2008 bailouts and banks and, you know, everything's too big to fail. I don't understand that. Um, PP loan forgiveness, um, again, different idea, different time. You know, is there any doubt in my mind that given the COVID and the time and the decisions, um, the decisions that were made both politically and societally and down to like, you know, say Lincoln here where we had masks on more, did that have an impact on businesses? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it, right? We heard all about it. Um, is that a time like FEMA or when there's a federal disaster where the government steps in and provides loans to get people back up on their feet? Do I agree with that? I do, right? I think that's a good use of taxpayers' money. I would put the PP loan as a function, as a vision, into that category of like a disaster, right? So everybody was being affected. Individual businesses were being affected. They had ways to ask for that. And and so I think the intent of it was good and is a proper way to do it, right? To help get people back up on their feet. And maybe that's what they're saying about the student loans. I don't know. I haven't looked into like what the counter argument like of why this is going to be good for America. But were the PP loans abused? Absolutely. Anytime somebody's giving out money, I don't care who it is, the government, me, right, billionaires, philanthropists, right? It's going to be abused somewhere or some way. Somebody's going to try to get more than they need, game the system, and they don't need the money, but they will. They'll just go get it because what's the argument, right? We've heard this with rental assistance in this state when the governor said, I don't want any more for, for any federal rental assistance because our employment is through the roof, right? And we already didn't use enough of it. So he said, I'm not taking free money. I agree with that. But a lot of people came to me and said, but Jack, somebody else is just going to get it. Well, that doesn't mean it's right. And maybe somebody else needs it more. Maybe another state needs it more. So that was kind of the same thing. So I think like a FEMA disaster, PPP, the intent was good. And I do think short term in COVID and through that, it helped. But it shouldn't be a long-term program, right? It's done, right? And it shouldn't go on. It shouldn't be going on now. If it is, somebody let me know. But it shouldn't be going on now. We're back up on our feet, at least in Nebraska. We have the lowest unemployment. People are back to work. Like, we're done. Thanks for the help, federal government. Hey, we had a tornado. We had a flood. Thanks for the help, government. We're back up. Um, so there's kind of special circumstances the way I look at it. I think they're two different arguments. Uh, but I appreciate Dakota kind of texting that in on the Rick Stein uh, recognition text line. Uh, the other thing you brought up was a dangerous second-order effect uh, <laughs> being me having 200 a month to spend and boost the economy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think of that one, Dakota. Um, you know, I'm not sure we'd have to get an economist in here, but I'm not sure if, uh, you know, that is a facetious text by you or not. In the end of the day, Nothing is free, meaning somebody always pays for something. And so, you know, if the government gives you some extra money, but then you're able to go spend it in the economy, which we'd all say is good, people are spending in the economy, um, then you spend that $200, but then taxpayers are being taxed to give you that $200. Where's that cycle end? I mean, that's how I look at the, 
the text as I just read it, because I always try to just read it and give you my thoughts. Um, we probably need an economist to break that down for us of, yeah, hey, if somebody gives me $200 and I can spend it in the economy and it's the government, but then the government taxes everybody for that 200 you know, is it a net positive on the economy <laughs> as a whole? I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting one. It's both funny, and I hope I read it the way you intended. Uh, let's go to Johnny, who wants to talk about uh, college education and tax dollars. Johnny, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln, or welcome back. Well, thanks for taking my call. Always uh, do. Yeah, uh, well, like I was going to say, I mean, education is an investment. Uh, I like how we have free, school, free public schools. I think college should just be an extension of that. I think, you know, the more smart people we have graduating, the more they can go off and create more business and do better deals and, and you know, basically just enrich the community. But don't we have a problem with too smart of people now that can't find jobs, Johnny? Isn't that one of the complaints of college graduates over the last decade? I, I don't know that they're too smart they can't find a job. I mean, that's, that, that doesn't sound right to me. I guess, I mean, I suppose there's some people out there who don't want to work. But, uh, you know, what I'm throwing out here is education is an investment. Um, you know, we should invest in it. I think everybody needs to have a chance at, at a decent education, a better life. Uh, and I guess, you know, my question is, you know, the problem with that, you know, Johnny, you got a bad signal. Johnny, Johnny, I had to drop you. Just call back. You just got a bad signal there. So just call back, Johnny. Uh, Right now we're at, you believe it's an investment, and we should all invest in it, and call back, we'll get a better signal, and you can close that thought out. Again, whatever Wednesday on Drive Time Lincoln with Jack Riggins and Johnny Cadillac producing the show, uh, please call in or text, and we will see what's on your mind, and we'll respond. 1499.3 FM. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back on uh, Drive Time Lincoln. Whatever Wednesday, I want to get Bob on if I can. Bob, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Yeah, um, about the student loan thing. It's basically, you know, just income redistribution and, you know, and it's a poor time to do it when we're going to recession. Inflation's high, it's just going to increase inflation print money we don't have and i think it's going to affect our uh, military too a lot of people you know to get benefits uh college benefits going to join the military that's why they do it so yeah yeah but a president has a peanut for a brain he's just doing this for popularity because of um uh approval ratings are low that's you, all i have to you say. just think it's okay roger that um yeah i appreciate the call thank yeah. you uh bob you know, I don't. I, I'm sure there is something big to that, right? I mean, approval ratings low. We're coming up on November elections. Um, you know, folks, if you didn't see it, what President Biden announced uh, was that he'll deliver on a campaign commitment to cancel 10,000 in federal student loan debt for certain borrowers making less than 125,000 per year, and up to 20,000 for Pell Grant recipients, while extending the already pause on federal student loan payments through the end of the year. That is what a vast majority of people today on whatever Wednesday here on Drive Time Lincoln are talking about. Um, Bob, I would have no evidence, and it's no secret my political leanings, um, to think that that timing and coming through on that campaign promise, well, generally I would say coming through on a campaign promise is always great, right? Because presidents and politicians run on certain things, and for the most part, 
you know, at least 50% of America is always happy when somebody comes through on a campaign promise. So that's always a good strategy. Um, I think the bigger question is who's going to pay? Who is going to pay for this? And is that you and me, people who have already paid for these things for themselves? Uh, We're going to find out. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back on a whatever Wednesday here at Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, Jack Riggins, the host, Johnny Cadillac, producing the show. Um, it is a whatever Wednesday. We're getting a lot of calls. Where they've steered to is uh, student, le- uh, student loan forgiveness, uh, the White House putting out that new plan uh, coming through on a campaign promise to relieve debt uh, for people making under uh, 125000 uh, 10000 They'll forgive a federal student loan, 20000 for Pell Grants recipients while extending the pause on federal student loan payments through the end of the year. People are uh, writing all about it, saying that, uh, you know, it's $300 billion. Senator Sass has a pretty good statement, uh, $300 billion and... $980 billion over the next 10 years. I've given my thoughts on it, right? Uh, don't understand it. Part of that's philo- uh, f- philosophical, right? Uh, what I like to say, earned versus given. Uh, that's kind of a not-so-good narrative in our society. Um, as most people, as we've earned it, right, um, we begin to develop the things to work hard, um, progress our learning, and earn things um, opposed to being given things, which I, ha- I, my opinion, believe can lead to entitlement. If you talk to educators and people that work with young people, probably the number one thing over the last 20 years is entitlement that they complain about, that sense. But I also think for the individual themselves, it can give you a false sense that somebody or the government um, will always be there to bail you out. And when, in fact, um, learning to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and um, moving on um, is a very good thing. Bob, you know, said it was a political stunt. Um, He talked a little bit and he's probably right. It does devalue a little bit U.S. military service um, and the fact that a lot of people join the service for a stint uh, to help pay for college education. Hence earned never given you see that in military slogans all the time earned never given and that's a very true thing in the united states military um and i think it has been and to my point that the vast majority of the american society to this point has done that and what will be the long-term effects um we know it's going to cost who's going to pay for it that hasn't necessarily been answered i think senator stass's statement probably is very sharp on these things um school reform he's advocated for it um Makes a lot of sense, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Just the top line is the president's debt forgiveness scheme forces blue-collar workers to subsidize well-off white-collar graduate students. Okay, so you think, how does that work? He says, and the background is, like I said, it will cost between $300 billion and $980 billion over the next 10 years, with the majority of the relief going to the top 60% of earners. So me being me and trying to break it down simply, I went and said, okay, I've done pretty well in my life from where I came in Fremont, Nebraska, and I know what my parents earned, and I can guarantee you as a probation officer and a therapist, um, my family never made $125,000 a year, um, and I also know we live pretty good. So what's the average household Income in Nebraska, household, 63000 essentially. Individual, 33000 Okay. 
Median, folks. That's middle class, right? So under 125 in Nebraska is darn near all of us. Okay. Um, Being a United States Naval officer, and I do get paid better mostly than uh, the enlisted guys, I rarely, um, with bonuses, combat pay, rarely got up into that stratosphere. Um, And I live pretty good. I have four kids and a wife. I have my dream house here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I feel, coming from Fremont, Nebraska, that I live darn good. Right under that pay band, right at 47. And most of my career, I never even came close to that pay band. So I would have to agree with Senator Sass that that is going to benefit the top 60%. Um, and blue-collar people are going to foot this bill across the nation. Somebody's got to pay for it. It's going to be taxpayers. Hey, don't forget about Tunnelful Towers. I've been talking about it. I'm ex- so excited. Their event's coming up August 27th. Um, the 5K walk run at Holmes Lake. You can still sign up if you go to Tunnel for Towers Facebook or Tunnel for Towers Lincoln Facebook and hit the sign up button, folks. Listen, the goal has changed because we're just doing so well as a community, but we're at $56,000 right now with over 520 signups. I want so want to try to help them get $60,000 and over 600 signups. We've got time left. So go there and donate. Remember, this is a story of Tunnel for Towers. You know, their tagline, born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. Build upon the mantra, while we have time left, let us do good. Okay, listen. The foundation supports our nation's fallen and catastrophically injured first responders, military heroes, and their families. They stepped in and paid for the Herrera family's mortgage. And so amazed by that, the Herrera family has turned around and said, we're going to pay it forward, and has created essentially the Lincoln chapter. Go out and support this great cause. Okay, callers, let's go to Doug. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, great show, Jack. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, Off subject, but you and I talked a while back. I apologize if I missed anything, but is anything going to come out of the Slama, Herbster, who lied, or who's telling the truth, or are we just going to let that go and call it a draw or what the heck? <laughs> I'm only laughing because it's a serious subject, and I have said that before. It is. I know it is. It's, yeah. it's terribly serious, and I am yeah. disappointed in the coverage. But at the same time, there's so many angles, which is, okay, right now it's in multiple lawsuits, so it's in a court. So reporters aren't necessarily going to have anything until there's either decisions in that. Reporters, anybody, is only going to be able to report on the court proceedings that happen. Okay, and we've been getting that information. But that's not getting to the root truth that Nebraskans really want, which is did it happen or didn't it happen? And so my point is, is that that's all we can report on is, you know, what comes out of that unless there's some breaking thing, right? And I think it's going to play out in court, as these things do. I have said this before, that I don't feel we will actually ever know the truth, because oftentimes these things become he said, she said. But what I yeah. know is it had a political effect. And, exactly, and nobody yeah. can deny that. So 
I think the press uh, will follow up on it when the courts, you know, either do their thing or there is a settlement or whatever. But essentially, right, both have sued each other. And that would make sense, given that Charles Herbster um, was defending his, you know, reputation and integrity. And then, obviously, Julie Slama had a countersuit. But the key here is that we're not necessarily ever going to know because it wasn't a criminal investigation. And and the right. the way it took, I guess, about two years to come out. So that's that's what I think on that one. I mean, everybody does yeah. their best to cover it. I don't think people should forget it. I think both people need to be, um, because of their nature, you know, we need to know the truth. Right. Yeah, one other thing on that. I'm 100% law enforcement and firefighters and everything. And that raise that uh, mayor gave the, the police department is great. And they're yeah. probably still underpaid. But I never heard anything about Okay, now, now we're going to really enforce the laws that are on the books. I didn't hear anything about that. So <laughs> these guys, are, I mean, they're going to get paid more money, and then still the mayor and the nobody's going to have their back. And then if they do anything, they're always the bad guy. It's just yeah. Well, know, I, I've talked about it on the show. I, I think that it, obviously great first step, right? Let's get our officers paid competitively right now best in the state you know omaha will probably change theirs and they'll go best in the state but that's an improvement which i big time support so that's right. good that will help recruiting um there's some plans i don't think they've necessarily told us but that's going to help recruiting that's going to help retention that's great for our men and women in uniform the officers of lpd um or what i haven't heard what i haven't heard is the plan as you said to modernize the force and start enforcing laws and you know that if you're going to modernize that takes more money um but it's a good first step i just hope it's in time because clearly our crime rate and especially violent crime and shootings is just kind of been growing over the last couple of years and exactly. that that's scary so hey one doug other, one other quick question okay Where go ahead put the sheriff's at are they going to are they on the bottom of the totem pole now? Or? You know, I don't I don't know that right now, but um, Sheriff Terry Wagner was on the show, and I know it's the same struggles with officers and retention. And so we need to take a really good look at that. That, that was a good first step. I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but law enforcement is a long-term hate. thing that we need to be thinking, you know, five years ahead. Cause hate and discontent if they're getting five bucks an hour less than the city police. But oh well. Yeah. Listen, thanks. I'll let you go, and I appreciate it. All right, Doug. Appreciate it. All right. Good. It is a whatever Wednesday. Let's go to Becky on the call line. Be- Becky, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. Thank you. This uh, student loan thing has an angle that we haven't discussed yet, and that is oh, let's hear that, it. That, that well, the 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 universities have milked this thing. Uh, you can get a student loan to buy a Corvette if you want, just sign here. And the universities have, have built have built new buildings. They've built new dorms. You know, a long time ago when you stayed in the dorm, you had a roommate. Well, you don't do that anymore. Now you've got a suite and somebody's paying for that. So all the tuition has gone up through the roof because they built all these new buildings and they've done it because of student loans. There was a time when a kid could work his way through college. Well, you can't do that anymore. Just sign here, and they'll loan you anything because it's a deal with the devil. You can't get out of it. So what needs to happen is they need to have new laws that says, first off, you got to take a class to understand what you're getting into. Secondly, you have to be able to get out of this by declaring bankruptcy, which will make the people who loan the money less likely to loan it. 
and that that's that's part of what's going on so what do you think yeah. um yeah good call uh you know becky i think there's so many different potential options around this topic like a obviously senator sass came out and has said one he's always looked for reform of uh, the biden administration is making good on a campaign promise um you know in the end of the day i try to keep things simple and i thought you know your analysis there was good you've definitely thought about this a lot um but i try to keep things simple and and to me it does come down to earned versus given you know i don't think that's surprising coming from a military man um who you know took student loans to pay for my you know even though i had a scholarship from the military and earned that and did extra work for that you know uh and paid back those loans um and I, that's a very dangerous road, you know, and I suspect that many conservatives, much like Obamacare, uh, if conservatives get in charge, you know, we're going to yo-yo ping pong ball this thing back and forth. Then what do you do, right? <laughs> so now students are like, oh, yeah, I expected that. I, I'm getting this. Oh, now you're not. I don't know. You know, you know, they're going to roll it back probably. I don't know. But earned versus given philosophically, society is a good thing. We shouldn't shy away from that, right? Helping people out with FEMA loans or like PPE in in crisis, that's okay if we're able to do that. You know, it's it's kind of mind numbing. Um, off top, not off topic here. Text line, Jeremy. Um, I went to UNK. Besides having a lot of fun, yeah, me too at UNL. He got a sports admin degree. Cost him $25,000 in debt. I got a job outside of my field of study that paid me enough money to make my monthly payments and benefits because back then we couldn't be on our parents' insurance until we were 26. Paid off my debt in six years. Never looked back. He says, grow up, people. Do what you have to do to pay for your responsibilities and quit living off the government. Jeremy shares the thought I do of earned versus given. Um... I would also say he outlines, when you go to your job, you have to deal with these realities. When you go to be an entrepreneur, you're going to take out the loan, and then you better make money to pay off the loan to start your business, unless you're independently wealthy, which the vast majority of us are not. Um, so that's, I guess, another effect that can happen, is that th- this, this pushes the reality of the world and society back a little bit for some of these people. Johnny, I got a question because I didn't know. Becky brought this up. Can you? I don't know this, and and I know that you recently graduated. Like, can you buy a Corvette on a student loan? So that's. I was actually going to bring that po- point up. So <laughs> you, uh, when you go to apply for the student loans in right. the first place, yeah, there's I remember all these it, but loans and grants that you're eligible yeah, for, yeah, you accept them. They pay for your tuition and everything that semester. Then there's a refund check that they just give to you. Okay. And usually it's, you know, a few hundred dollars, maybe a thousand dollars. And yeah, people, the smart thing to do with that money is go and put it back toward your loans. You're going to have to pay it back anyway, right? Okay, so it is possible. It is very possible. Well, that's, and of course that's going to happen, right? Of course. I mean, young people. Um, Brian, I'm going to get to you in just a second. The other Scott on the text line, the Rick Stein Recognition Online. If you choose to go to college and get your loans for a career with no jobs. Or get loans and use it for a new car, rent, etc. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> Degrees in women's studies, philosophy, 
with no direction as a job are not my problem. Scott, that was a little bit of a dig. I almost didn't read it, but those were your words, not mine. Hey, everybody, you're free to get the degree, in my opinion, in whatever you want. It would be prudent that you get the degree, not just to get the degree, but on a track to the next step, which is becoming a uh, productive member of society. You know, literally for you and and the rest of us. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be strong opinions on this. Uh, Brian, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Good afternoon, Jack. I'm glad you're there. Oh well, thank you. I always enjoy talking with you. What do you got today? I probably got you about two and a half, three minutes. Well, I was going to say something more broadly on the economy, but this is so focused on the topic you've been talking about for an hour. Well, you can I'll do whatever you want. No, I'll say something about that. Okay. Now, you always say we don't agree on anything. However, I think there's things that uh, we agree on when it comes to a balance. You know, I don't believe in, you know, taxing the rich to feed the poor till there are no rich no more. That would be uh, ridiculous. You okay. Know, counterproductive. Uh, and. Uh, well, on this, you know, I, I like uh, to see funded, uh, you know, public services, protections, and benefits. You know, amongst those would be like prisons, police, uh, military, things that, uh, you know, I think are necessary. I just like to see oversight. Uh, but when it comes to benefits, I like to see things that, uh, you know, anyone can enjoy if they want to uh, participate in them. You know, it's, uh, it seems to be that it's uh, targeted just for some people rather than all people. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm uh, you know, agreeing with you. I are, are you the, thinking uh, that the education sides. is a benefit? Is that where you're going with it? Well, in this uh, case, well, whenever there's some benefit handed out, I'm just saying that uh, you know I like to see it be something that anyone can participate in, rather than some people participate in. I don't have a whole lot to say on this specific right. loan topic. Right. I'm just saying. I can see uh, different sides of this. Sure. I, I, you're, I, if the government's going to do a benefit, it, it would be who of them that every citizen can participate in that, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then on the economy. Now, last week, caller said, well, you know, don't believe everything you see online. But when I like, I give a few keywords for someone to look up, you know, I wouldn't believe everything I see online, but when every page... And the sources are like, you know, Associated Press, Reuters, Washington right. Post, New York Times. You know, I tend to think that's not something just made up. Sure. So I wanted to uh, go back to the search on economy, Republicans versus Democrats. And what you have is uh, CNN reported uh, in 2020 that uh, GDP grew 4.1% on average under Democrats versus 2.5% under Republicans from 1945 through the second quarter of 2020. And if you look up uh, on Wikipedia, it's got a table where uh, real GDP growth, better under Democrats, job creation, better under Democrats, unemployment rate, lower under Democrats, inflation rate, uh, lower under Democrats, uh, budget deficit, uh, lower under Democrats. All right, 15 seconds, Ryan. Higher under Democrats. That's it. Okay. Look it up. Yep. Uh, economy, Republicans versus Democrats. Thank you Got very it. much. Always being fair, Brian, uh, wants you go out there. And I will say this. You don't believe me. Do your research. Don't believe Brian. Always multiple source your research, talk to experts, and just try to form your own opinion. It is harder today in this world to form your own opinion. You know, so you've got to be careful with that. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN.
All right, folks, we're closing out on whatever Wednesday. Um, you know what I learned today? <laughs> Young people, take that student loan forgiveness and go buy a Corvette. <laughs> or a Mustang. No, don't do that. Um, complicated subject. Hey, uh, tomorrow, Bryansville amateur astronomer on Drive Time Lincoln. And watch out at 56 and normal, solid vehicle, 1499.3 KLA.